0: Nobody is worse than Ben Simmons. Oh, sing it. Sing it, Stephen A. Ben Simmons might also be... Sing it. ...the weakest, most pathetic excuse for a professional oh, athlete... Geez. ...we have ever seen seto. in Hang not on. just American history... Oh, God. ...but the history of sports. I can't think. Steve. I can't think. Oh, come on, of now. a professional athlete... Really? ...that has come across more pathetic than this man. Jesus, settle down, mate. He's already dead. There's blood everywhere. NBA Australia, how are you going? How you going? it's NBA Australia. That's right, it's Wednesday, hump. Day, April 27th. All day. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes, so, whomever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff here in Larry Armour Studios. Hanging out, giving you the lowdown all oh, the playoffs, ins and outs. Playoffs. Loving it. Repping Australia a bit, too, that's what we do. Oh, we don't take things too seriously, just a heads up. Just so you know. Either way, playoffs, the Bulls. Going into their game five tomorrow. Oh, no. Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine, is in the COVID protocols. David Stern wouldn't let that happen, Adam Silver. Anyway, the Hawks are dead, finally. Jamarant Morant killed Malik Beasley. And then the Wolves, the Suns, Pelicans, is fun as hell. It's all going on. And uh, we've got some more Ben Simmons. I just don't care at this point. Either way. All the games covered in the NBA Australia game wraps. We've got that's on an iPhone, mate. No mate, spot of the night better than Lonzo Ball. There's yeah, Nazi. unpopular opinion of the day. Now back take us. We're serving up a flame girl take. No Australian player watch today because uh, no Aussies in action. Uh, but we will have a bonus Shane Hill shooter, shoot shoot your shot light him up award reverse and a uh, great moment in NBA Australia stat history featuring Aaron Banger's banks. Love that his first ever uh, playoff game. Uh, we've got the previews and picks for tomorrow And that'll be it Because uh, I'm looking after the squid today So I better get back to it Right Episode 804 of NBA Australia <laughs> He's not just sitting out there by himself Just settle down <laughs> Alright Let's go This is Joe Ingalls and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shock attack. Oh, you better. Or the uh, KD attack for Charles Barkley. I like that. KD had some, uh, had some words or at least some pictures for Charles Barkley about his bus driver comments and stuff. Enjoyed that. Just sent out a bunch of pictures of uh, Chuck with Scottie Pippen and Hakeem one and with Maurice Cheeks and Dr. J. It's like weird that he didn't even really sort of uh, throw in the KJ, Danny Ainge <laughs> sons, but either way. I'm enjoying the petty. I'll talk about this again later. But anyway, let's get stuck into today's show the way we start every show here at WHA Show The Daily. Whip around Zach Levine. As mentioned at the top, there, in the COVID protocols. Absolutely brutal timing. Look, no one's really giving the Bulls much of a chance against the Bucks. They are now down 3-1 in the series. But they have already won a game in Milwaukee. Okay, so gone good for the good land. But holy moly! I mean, to lose Zaki Keg's Adam Levine, Jesus. To COVID? As mentioned at the top, David Stern would never let that happen. He would have stopped testing months ago. Just like the NFL. Allegedly did. <laughs> Uh, what else? Other news. Donnie Mitchell, his uh, hammy. Looks like he might be okay to go tomorrow against the Mavericks. Actually, it's not actually tomorrow, is it? No, it's the day after. So he uh, gets an extra day. Pretty handy. Uh, he's got a bilateral quadriceps contusion. And he's going to continue treatment. Uh, but the Jazz are optimistic that it'll be good for Game 6. Pretty interesting, pretty cool. I mean, it just felt tight according to Donny, during the game, so hopefully he's good to go. Uh, Drew Holiday was awarded the Teammate of the Year Award because, uh, for some reason, Patty Mills wasn't actually nominated in that one, but he was nominated as Sportsman of the Year, so go figure that out. Good on you, Drew. I think that's the second time he's won it, too. Everybody loves that guy because he seems like a legend. Uh, HBO versus Jerry West is getting spicy. Are you watching Winning Time? You should be. It's pretty funny. I think I've mentioned this before, but old mate just sort of sits there watching Winnie Time and go, Did that really happen? Did he stay the coach? Who's that guy? And I'm like, this guy... Burp. Oh, and then I've just gotten to the point after like episode... Halfway through episode one, I'm like, just watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you've got a phone. Just Google it. Anyway. Uh, but HBO came out and said, HBO has a long history of producing compelling content drawn from actual facts and events that are fictionalized in part. For dramatic purposes. Winning Time is not a documentary and has not been presented as such. However, the series and its depictions are based on extensive factual research and reliable sourcing and HBO stands resolutely behind our talented creators and cast who have brought a dramatization of this epic chapter in basketball history to the screen. AKA, you can't sue us, sucked in, we say that it's a dramatization. And then Jerry West came out and he said, the series made the Lakers look like cartoon characters. They belittled something good. If I have to, I'll take it all the way to the Supreme Court. Jerry, it's a telly show. Settle down, you old goose. <laughs> I mentioned, though, like, what was it last week, it feels like you did get done dirty a little bit because they amped up the fucking complete psycho aspect of Jerry West. But the thing is, we all kind of know there's at least a bit of that. There's a kernel of truth. Like, they didn't just flat out make it up, you know, that he was a tortured soul, that he, uh, sure, he probably didn't throw shit through windows, etc. but goddamn, he was an angry uh, gentleman, and, uh, you know, that sort of comes across. But either way, fascinating to see where he uh, ends up with this. They belittled something good. If I have to take it all the way, the Supreme Court, guys, they're making a telly show that makes me look bad. <laughs> the Supreme Court like, shut up. Get out of here. I've got other things to do. Uh, And, obviously, the big news, Ben Simmons. uh, The sort of latest reporting came from Shams, a.k.a. a bit of uh, Shams covering his ass, I guess. More than anything, it felt like. Um, Really, it was 100% of a kind of Shams. uh, Basically, the finesse players, the confusion was not centered around Ben's ailment, but with the perceived lack of an attempt to play effort to be in uniform and push his body in these high-stakes playoffs, sources said. Nets players and coaches wanted to see Simmons show resolve and enter this series to start his on-court Brooklyn tenure, even if it was for limited minutes on Monday or none at all while still dressing for the game. Have any of the Nets ever met or thought about Ben Simmons before? Because it seems like they haven't. (laughs) <laughs> it's crazy oh what a world and it does feel like there's been a big scramble behind this scram- uh, behind the scenes because that meeting that I mentioned on yesterday's show uh it was a bit of a scramble it seems so after he ruled himself out from that game four uh he informed team official on Sunday on uh, team officials on Sunday that his backfeld sore. everyone in the Nets organization had been given the impression that he was uh bang on for game four for his debut. And this franchise was left searching for answers. They didn't know what was going on. So they led to a meeting among the franchise officials, Simmons and his agent, Rich Paul. And uh, Simmons told those in the room that a mental block exists for him, dating in part to last summer's postseason, which is creating stress that could serve as a trigger point for his back issues. He added that he does want to play basketball play for the Nets as he works on solutions in regard to his well-being. Interesting. So the Nets players and coaches wanted him to show resolve and play, even if it was for limited minutes. And he decided, nah, look, it's stress. It's fucking up my back, bro. Because last year, when 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 I just couldn't hit a shot and I fucking shit my pants. It's like, all right, Ben, cool, cool. So it sounds like his team are just like, dude, what the fuck? The Nets are like, dude, what the fuck? To the point where they brought in his agent and went, dudes, what the fuck? And Simo's like, oh, you're stressing me out, bro. You're stressing me out. My back's sore, man. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I know, look, stress and all that sort of shit does, you know, lead to physical ailments, et cetera, So there's a little bit of uh, something there. But Kendrick Perkins came out and said, Ben Simmons is that. Ben Simmons is that pretty girl that is single, and everybody's wondering why she's a single. It's because she smokes cigarettes. What the fuck are you on about Kendrick Perkins? Uh, Royce White noted metal health advocate came out and said if it was me I'd be playing in K4 cool cool Royce anyway we'll see how that goes can we just fucking move on anyway let's do it game wraps 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 that's game right the heat bounce the Hawks 97-94 no Jimmy Butler no Kyle Lowry no problems the Hawks no Bogdan no Trey Young oh wait Trey was out there <laughs> Definitely felt like he wasn't it because he was out there, but you wouldn't have known it. Uh, The craziest part was game five in Miami, Hawks down 3-1, need to show some fight, and no one did apart from DeAndre. And actually, weirdly enough, sort of Danilo Gallinari. uh, Hunter fouls out with, like, what, a minute to go, three points down, and then they basically didn't score again, which is a bit of a tough one. It was a weird game, though. The Heat just sort of built up a big 15-point lead. Smashed them in the second quarter. Ripped off like a 17-point run. They were down and uh, got in front. They were down three, turned into a uh, 14-point lead late in the second quarter. And uh, Struess, my man, Maxi Struess drops 10-zip. He went on a 10-0 run by himself in that second quarter in like a minute. It was unreal. Just 10 in a row. Unreal. Uh, But they're up 11, still going into the fourth quarter. Late run by the Hawks, uh, gets him within three. Gets him within two late. And the problem was, I mean, Atlanta just kept making charges all the way through this game. Miami would hold him off, go, all right, stop it, and then it just went all the way to the end. The craziest was the Hawks Well the craziest part was the Hawks gotta stop at the end. They uh, have the ball, like about thirty seconds left in the game. Uh missed shot from Gallo, goes out of bounds off Miami. They get the ball back and they just couldn't get an inbound properly. Time expires, Miami move on. It was one of the weirdest ends to a game, you'll see, because they're inbounding. They get it to Gallo. He tries to pass under the bucket. It just goes nowhere. Bam ends up with the ball. They're trying to foul, but the refs are just like, nah, we're sick of this game as well. Fuck off, idiots. (laughs) And that was that. And the Hawks just kind of sputtered out. They shot 42% from the floor, 8 of 25 on threes, but they had 19 turnovers, the Hawks. It was just a gross game. They showed like 0 fight, apart from Hunter, who was amazing. DeAndre, 35-11. He was awesome. Three steals. Goes 3-7 or seven from downtown. I've got a lot of time from DeAndre Anna. There's a reason why I scream his name each time when it comes up. I like saying it, but at the same time, he's wicked. Great game from him. Just a pity that none of his fucking teammates rocked up. Trey Young goes for 11 points, 6 turnovers, 6 assists. We'll talk about him again later. In detail. Uh, John Collins, that's a tall cocktail. Two rebounds in 26 minutes. What are you doing, JC? Oh, man, I've been injured for a while. Jimmy, get off my back. I get it. But, gee, seven points on three of eight shooting. oh of three from downtown. 12 for Danilo Gallinari. Uh, uh, Bourjo, I get the paid off for the one thing. Shoot the ball. Make of the points. 12 points for Gallo. Zero rebounds. Zero assists. Zero steals. Zero blocks. Really just filling up that box score there, Danilo. Eleven and eight for Klinkabala, Kevin Hura had twelve points, three assists and a couple of steals. Dylan Wright, seven points, but just nothing going for this team without Bogdan out there. And with Trey Young without Bogdan, obviously they just went the Heat just went, right, fuck it. We're just gonna ruin Trey again. As we've done in what, four of the games and we're up four one. Just saying. So the Heat, meanwhile, without Jimmy Butler, without Kyle Lowry, they just go, oh guess what? Here's Victor Oladipo. And everyone's like, what? Oh, yeah. Victor Oladipo. Rocked up, kicked some ass, took some names, and is going to fuck off back to the end of the bench. He had 23-3-3. Three and three. That's three steals. He was awesome. Goes 8-16, 3-6 from downtown. Bam. Played one of his best games of the series, 20-11-4. And, uh, and my favorite combo, one of my favorite role-playing combos out there, the Mosquito Fleet for the Heat. Struess, Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin. They go, look, that there was a fifteen points for Struce, nine, four, and four for Gabe, ten and four for Caleb Martin. And you're like, all right, this is great fun. These dudes rule. I mean, Martin couldn't hit a three, but at the same time, played his ass off and was five or twelve from the floor anyway. He just went over four from downtown. Missed all three of his uh free throws as well, did Caleb. But still, Hero, he has sixteen points, four assists. Um The only problem was, the weird part was, the bench went 0-13 from downtown. And they went 7-31 from downtown as a team. Did the Heat. Hero goes 0-4. Martin goes 0-4. I'd like to have a beer with Duncan, because Duncan can't hit a fucking shot again. 0-5 for Duncan Robinson. Anyway, didn't matter, because the Heat win 4-1. And they get nearly a week off before they play uh, the winner of Sixers Raptors, right? So... Pretty gnarly, just weird timing. And meanwhile, the Hawks, they're going fishing. Bye. Weird year for the Hawks. We'll talk about that again later, but geez. Tell you what, bit of a strange one. Then an absolute kind of belter. This game was psycho. The Grizzlies beat the Wolves 111, 109. Like, it's one of those ones where I'd usually scream, What a game! But it's like, What a game? Question mark. I mean, this was what an ending. This was absolute fucking chaos. A really scrappy game all the way. You've got Pat Bev, Carl Anthony Towns talking shit. You've got reviews. You've got fouls. You're just like, God damn it, Jaron Jackson Jr. Can you just be at least a hint disciplined and not foul out? Oh, no, there he goes. Bye. Like, someone tweeted that it felt like an AAU game between at-risk youth. (laughs) And I nearly fucking died and fell off my chair. But that's exactly what it felt like. It was so just freewheeling and not at all scripted. and It felt very much exactly what it was. Two young, young, young teams in probably one of the bigger, more meaningful playoff games that they were playing. And this was an unreal come-from-behind win by the Grizz. They looked all out of sorts, all game. They're at home. And for most of this game, it felt like they were just never in it. They are what, down 11 going into the fourth quarter? And then they ripped off a 37-point fourth quarter and saved the game like twice. It was insane because ja Morant, who looked just cooked most of the game, couldn't get anything going, and then it just clicked. It just clicked. Probably because Pat Bev just shit him up the wall one too many times and ja Morant's like, all right, let's fucking go. After Pat, gave, after Pat Bev gave him the uh, the too little, he's too little, he's too little. Morant ripped off, what, the last 13 points or whatever it was. It was absolutely incredible. And he had 18 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns shushing the crowd in the fourth quarter. It's like, eh, Carl, maybe make sure you've won the fucking game before you do that. Just saying, because it finishes on two amazing after-time plays. the old ATOs. First, Chris Finch calls it the insane, awesome inbounds. Jordan McLaughlin uh, cutting Ant-Man. Hits an incredible three to tie it all up. Absolutely sick. And then, Jamarant On the last play for the Grizz, off the inbounds, cutting. Comes in hot off the top of the three-point line, straight on. Ant-Man gambles for the steal. Like an idiot. <laughs> misses it completely. Morant suddenly has a head of steam, one hard dribble, twisty, switchy hand, lefty layup that goes in, whereas all Ant-Man probably has to do in that position is put his body between Morant and the basket, and they've got a good chance of making him shoot it rather than driving straight past him uh, and giving him the opportunity to go straight past him because he got to turn the corner as Ant-Man gambles on the steal. It's the Russell Westbrook play. A classic rusty moment. And Ant-Man just fucking cooked it. And he did admit it after a game. He's like, yeah, it was a mistake. It's like, yeah, it was a really fucking boneheaded mistake. And Ant-Man basically cost him a game. Morant just drives. He was never going to miss it. He's so good around the bucket of actually getting those shots in. Nailed it. Off he went. Grizzlies take the 3-2 lead because of it. The Wolves had 22 turnovers, but they hit double the amount of threes of the Grizz. 14 to 33 versus 7 to 28. And they had control of this game for so long. It was crazy that they lose. Like, Cat has 28 and 12. Played his ass off. He had three steals, a couple of blocks. He hit five of seven from downtown. Just got it cooking. The big problem was he had seven turnovers. And it's like, Carl, can you just fucking not, bro? Ant-Man, 22 points. Really just out there uh, trusting his teammates with the one rebound, zero assist game. It's the TJ Warren <laughs> from Ant-Man. He's TJ Warren with better press and was the number one pick. Uh, but really, Ant-Man, as soon as he gets the ball now, he's just like, all right, my, me time. Let's go. I'm Anthony Edwards. Get the fuck out of my road. It's ER, bish. No good, no good. 8-20 shooting for his 22 points. 3-9 from downtown, but geez, do you know? Hadn't been able to buy a three, and then he went two or four today. Late shot to win it, no good. 12 points, eight assists, cooked. Bit cooked, but still, that's what happens. You can't trust Elo, just saying. Pat Bev, nine points, six assists, fouled out at the end. Vandy had six and ten. God, he's good. Uh, touring the Red Bull Prince had ten, three and three. Naz Reed, nine points. Malik Beasley, eight points, eight shots. Got killed by Ja He's dead. And that's how it is. Jamarant at 30-13 at 9. What a game. I mean, a sloppy, horrible game for most of it. And then just turned it on. Amazing. Game-winning drive and scoopy lefty layup. You love to see it. Um, it was also weird. So, with the Ant-Man 3, it's the old age-old question. And you know here on NBA Australia, we love it. You're up three. What do you do? you foul, you idiot! <laughs> I mean, they can't make three points. On two free throws. It's just very simple. Of course, we do know that the Grizzlies had been struggling to make their free throws all fucking game, so it's a bit of a dicey idea, but at the same time, the maths just kind of works in your favor. Either way, Minnesota, just get out of it and get away with it. They did go 26-39 of 39 from uh, the free throw line. Like, that's a lot of missed free throws. Jar missed six, but he had hit a couple in a row at the end. Uh, Brian was out there, Tyce Jones cooking, but yeah, either way. Uh, 25 for Bayon he was awesome 3 of 8 from 3 Triple J can't stop fouling Found out in 18 minutes just it's pretty crazy like you want to love Triple J you want to love that he does but Brandon Clark is just the opposite of Triple J he's Triple J Jaron Jackson Jr. just without the dumb fucky, stupid fouling Brandon Clark was incredible he had 21 and 15 with a block 9 of 14 from the uh, floor he did miss Four free throws, but still. Uh, eight points on an incredible three of 18 shooting by Dylan Brooks. Yes. And uh, slow-mo, Cole Anderson, I loved his game. Eight and five with a couple of steals. You know I love slow-mo. And Tyus Jones, Tyus Jones at five points, five assists. Triple J, though. Like, seriously, 12 points, five rebounds, two blocks, two turnovers, 6,000 fucking 18 minutes. That is wild. Absolute scenes. But either way. They get away with the win. Go up 3-2, and they go back to the Twin Cities. Exciting times for the Grizzlies fans. I love that place. And lastly, the Suns just took care of the Pelicans, if that makes sense. one twelve ninety seven. no threes, no Pelicans, right? The Suns got up early. Pelicans could not hit a three all game. It wasn't as bad as Utah yesterday, but it was close. Utah yesterday went 3-30. Today, the Pels go 5-25. of Gross! but 15 turnovers as well. Uh, They literally never led the Pelicans. They tied it up early a couple of times, but the Suns literally just had them at like between, what, eight, nine points like the entire game, and the Pelicans could just never eat into that lead. And then in the last two minutes, after they sort of get this crazy, crazy momentum, after Jose Alvarado just baits Chris Paul into a whole bunch of dumb fuckery, What, four minutes to go? It's like two straight eight-second violations bringing it over from the backcourt. Amazing. And then Chris Paul gets a tech. Jose Alvarado is right up in his shit, just like, yes! I got you all, man! (laughs) And then they don't score in the last two minutes. Three Suns dunks, zero Pelicans points. The Suns cranked up the intensity in the last four minutes and went, all right, that's cool that you guys are intense. So are we! And that's kind of it, like, the Pelicans, in a game where CJ and Spindles were both off shooting wise, they needed like five Jose Alvarados. Uh, Spindles goes for 22, 5, and 5, but he had five turnovers as well and shot seven of 19, one of five from downtown. Pretty brutal. CJ had 21 points on seven of 22 from the floor, one of eight from three. Michael Bridges just kept ruining his shit. Uh, 17 and 14 for my name is Jonas Valentunas. He's carrying the pails. Uh, not enough elsewhere, though. 12-2 and two steals for Jose. Larry Nance, 5-4 and four in 20 minutes. Trey Murphy was out there for 13 minutes and didn't take a shot. Just not enough there for the Pelicans. Bring in Zion. Bring him off the bench. Away we go. Problem solved. Do it. Uh, the Suns, meanwhile, went 10-27 from downtown. Only nine turnovers. That's how you keep a team at arm's length. You don't give them extra offensive possessions out of nothing. Look after the ball. Hit your threes. Away you go. Bridges was absolutely fucking incredible. 24 points in the second half. He ends up with 31. That's a playoff career high. Five rebounds, four blocks, two assists, two steals. He played 47 minutes. Michael Bridges. I mentioned this in yesterday's preview. It's like this is the uh, campaign Michael Bridges or the Cam Johnson Cam, uh Cam Johnson, Michael Bridges campaign give us something game. And that's exactly what happened. Bridges, 31 5, 4 2 2. Amazing game. Shoots 12-17, 4-4 from downtown. Like, just unbelievable. CP3 had 22 and 11 assists, 19 and 9 for 8, 9 for Crowder. Cam Johnson, 8 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists. Just did a little bit of something, something. Cam Payne was loving it, too. He had 12 points. Shamwell he had a (laughs) 3. He had 6 points. But either way, the Suns, it's a big win because it was 100% just a reassertion of like, no, 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 right, 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 right. Let's settle down. Let's do what we did when Booker was out during the season. We'll get Bridges going. We'll get Cam Johnson involved. Hopefully, campaign can get some found money buckets, and away we go. And that's what happened. So now they're up three-two. We're going back to Louisiana. Love it. Absolutely love it. Now, with all that said, let's do an NBA Australia pre-performance in the night. <laughs> nice. That's a knife. There's two. There can be only one, <laughs> but there can be two. Jar he was so weird and fucky for the first three quarters of this. year. like, what is going on? He looks off. It's like he's had some bad prawns. Just looks a bit sickly. Just a bit wonky. And then the fourth quarter. Bang! 18 points in the fourth Scored the Grizzlies' final thirteen points in four minutes after Pat Bev gave him the old too small, and obviously he literally straight fucking killed Malik Beasley. So he got straight killed. He did. He literally just went ah. Oh, you can't call a charge if I jump over the motherfucker. Boom! Amazing. Thirty points, thirteen rebounds, nine assists, three steals. Shoots nine of twenty-two, one of four from downtown. But the one that he hit, un fucking believable. There's a minute to go. It gives them their first lead since, like, the first quarter. And the house nearly fucking came down. It was absolutely awesome. The three that he hit, the only one for the entire game, Ja Morant, it's because Brandon Clark gets this amazing tip back. And Clark, I'm going to talk about him again in a second, but just he did those plays all game. Just kept the possession alive, lands in Morant's hand, he just steps into a three, bang, Grizzlies lead. Absolute chaos, but 33rds and 9. Jar Moran is a star. He might not be the most improved player in the NBA, but he is fucking awesome. And then Michael Bridges, 47 minutes, as mentioned. 31 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, 4 blocks, 4 threes that he made. Only KD, Kawhi, and Dirk have matched or bettered that ever in the playoffs. Seriously. And then uh, we saw the stats come out. He defended CJ for 36 plays, held him to... What did he hold him to? Yeah, he held CJ across 36 plays to 10 points on 311 shooting. Amazing. He also defended Spindles Ingram for 34 plays, held him to 7 points on 2 of 5 shooting and 3 turnovers in 47 minutes. What a game by Michael Bridges. That is one for the fucking record books because all he did was go out, kick some ass, take some names and absolutely smash everybody that the Pelicans put in front of him and just went and created a bit of history in that entire time as well. That is absolute chaos. Seriously. It's like he went 12 of 17. He went 4 of 4. That's unreal. So... On top of like the fact that he went 12 of 17 from the floor, Michael Bridges defended the same amount of shots. That's 17 shots. He defended 17 shots. He made 12 of 17. The people he guarded went 3 of 17 for a total of 7. That is absolutely chaos. What a game by Michael Bridges. It was a fucking masterpiece. Unbloody real So, he only becomes the seventh player in NBA history of 30 points, four made threes, and four blocks. Other people who have done that, LeBron, KD, Kawhi, (laughs) (laughs) Kobe, Dirk, and Vince. That is just sick. But what a game. 31 points, five rebounds, four blocks, four made threes. Michael Bridges shutting motherfuckers down, dropping bombs on the other end. Hey, Jar Morant. Here's your NBA starter pre-performance the night. Who was Spud of the night, though? Spud, 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 Spud of the night. Spud Dylan Brooks going three of eighteen is pretty remarkable. Like to miss fifteen shots and go, nah, I've got this, bro. It just speaks to your self confidence that's through the roof. I love it. He went one of 10 from downtown to Dylan, and they won the game despite him seemingly trying to throw it. But of course, spot of the night is going to have to go to Trey Young. Trey! I skipped over him a little bit at the top because I'm going to talk about him here and again later. Today, he had 11 points. Oh, Jimmy, it's not that bad, man. Two of 12, he shot. 0 of 5 from downtown to go with 6 assists compared to 6 turnovers. That completely wipes each other out. The craziest part is he had as many assists as turnovers this entire series. 30. How about he finished with more turnovers this series than made baskets? That is psycho. He had 30 turnovers and I believe he had 22 made shots. Un-fucking-believable spud times. 2 of 12 today in a closeout game. He just looked gassed. He looked gacked without bogged down. He had no alternative. He had to do it, and guess what? He couldn't. The craziest part is Struis. My boy Maxi Struce had three more field goals than Trey Young All-Series. Max Struis outplayed Trey Young, and he shot 10 less shots to do so. Maxi! I love it! So there you go. Spud of the series. It's got to be Trey Young and Spud of the Night. Despite 3 of 18 by, of 18 by Dylan Brooks, Trey Young, that is just a special effort. Six turnovers, 2 of 12 shooting, 0 of 5 from downtown. You are the Spud of the Night. With an honorable mention to uh, Ant-Man. The same vibes. We'll just go with that anyway for a uh, bit of Old Mate Nomades. Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Old, mate no, Old mate. mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Who's got no mates today? It's probably got to be Ant-Man. Because if you're his teammate, on that last possession, that is a rough locker room and a rough bus ride home, isn't it? Like, Ant-Man, you got to go, Anthony, i just say we're basically tied. I understand that you want this steal. But maybe, just maybe you should concentrate possibly on putting a body between Ja-fucking-Morant and the basket rather than gambling for a steal when the game is tied and there's no time left. Just saying. That is some old oh mate no modes Because you know that everybody on that bus is giving him the stink eye going, we played our asses off. Yes, we blew the lead. But dude you got to be smarter. Uh, and I love that uh, Markeith Morris got called for an unsportsmanlike uh, foul as well. He grabbed on uh, DeAndre Hanna after he fell into the uh, bench area in the third quarter. Love that. Held him back. <laughs> Markeith Morris, what a dick. <laughs> I hate him so much. Pantsing of the night. fat, 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 A couple of great pantsings. Uh, Eric Spolstra versus Nate McMillan. What do you reckon Nate McMillan is against Eric Spolstra in the playoffs? If you guessed 1-8, and eight, <laughs> you'd be right. Holy moly. He got swept. His paces got swept in the bubble, and he won one game in this one, so he's 1-8. and eight. Unbelievable. That is a panting Nate McMillan. I love me some Nate McMillan. I think he's awesome. Well, you know, he definitely outwears his welcome in places, but damn, 1-8 and eight versus Spolstra, that's a panting... And, of course, Jose Alvarado just ruining Chris Paul's shit. Like, Chris Paul's in his dotage at this point. He's basically retirement age, Chris Paul. He's like, man, I don't have to deal with fucking Puerto Rican Delhi again. I'm sick of this shit. Back-to-back, eight-second violations. The backcourt violation just becoming cool again, all because of Jose Alvarado hassling Chris Paul into oblivion. I am so here for it. It is awesome. Jose Alvarado, he's all heart and grit. He's just Puerto Rican deli. I love it. CB3 gets a T. Off we go. Jose Alvarado, you legend. Pants the crap out of Chris Paul. And finally, better than Lonzo Ball. <coughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think going will get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. You're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. It's Brandon Clark again. What a game. 37 minutes for him. When you got Triple J out there giving you 18 and fouling out every game. Brandon Clark just coming and going, nah, it's all good, fellas. 21 points, 15 rebounds, 3 assists, a block, only 1 turnover, and 2 fouls. He was amazing. This is the 21st pick from 2019. He's not the number 2 pick from 2017 like Lonzo. But my favorite thing about Brandon Clark is... He's doing what Triple J should be doing. But so many times during that game, in that fourth quarter especially, where the comeback sort of was on, it was Brandon Clark keeping possessions alive, getting a loose ball, just doing crazy shit. And, of course, that big tap out back to Jar Morant for the uh, go-ahead three, absolutely unreal. So Brandon Clark, just what a game. 21-15, as everybody else around him shitting the bed. 9-14 shooting. Yeah, he missed four free throws, but goddamn! Today, he was better than Lonzo Ball. Right, Zeus and Mienaz, right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kadi. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington or commonly known as Wurtho, And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some to and brought to you by the NBA Australia shop. Get your merch, get your merch. be up Get your merch, get your merch. Wear it! Get your merch, get your merch. March, march. Yeah, that's right. You can deck yourself in all the sick NBA Australia gear. Get a hoodie, get a t-shirt. Off you go. You just go check it out. NBAAustralia.com slash shop or any of the uh, pictures and links on the socials. Off you go. Right. Yeah, nah, where we decide if something is a bit more year, a bit more nah. Number one. Are the Hawks a bit cooked, Jimmy? Yeah, Nah. I'm so just completely flabbergasted by this Hawks year. Like, aren't you? It's weird. It's strange. It makes little to zero sense beyond Trey Young punching giant fucking tickets on himself. And go, yeah, man, we're, about to, we're a bit like sick of the fucking regular season because it's not the playoffs. And we were, were really just about the playoffs. You just lost 4 1, you dickhead. Maybe concentrate on having a good year and building up some fucking momentum. Look, they were like, Slapped back and forth by injuries all year. Whether it be Bogdan, John Collins, Atatal Cocktail, Clint Capella, even in this series. Uh, But still, DeAndre Hunter being out for a whole bunch of the year. But Jesus, there was just something weird about this team. Just the lack of heart. Like the fact that they didn't win at home for basically like two months. Like that sort of shit just speaks to a level of sort of emptiness at the soul of a basketball team. You know? And from that point on, when you just have those big runs, you're like, I don't trust this team at all. And it, you know, bore out that way, didn't it? Jesus. Uh, So for next year, the Hawks will have a really strange, interesting offseason where they should go big game hunting. I just don't know what they can sort of actually go out there and get that'll move the needle enough because... They sort of came into this year being like, yeah, we're the deep team. We've got a lot going for us. Then they realize they've got to ship out Cam Reddish because they're like, well, we don't want to pay him. And we've got – we just paid John Collins. We don't know if he and Trey get along. Oh, jeez. We've got Clint Capella. It seems like he's useless as well because we've got a Njekka and And just – it's all just fizzled out. It's just a bit weird. Anyway, weird offseason ahead. I am Eddie S, he asks – Yeah, nah, Jimmy, after the Mavs win this series, Rudy should work his way to Dallas so he can come back and beat the shit out of the (laughs) Jazz. Yeah, nah. I mean, this has actually been brought up elsewhere, right, that Rudy is the sort of perfect target for the Mavericks where you don't need any scoring out of your center position and you need something just, you know, a dude with size to protect the rim a little bit better. At the same time, like, Dallas are fucking crazy good anyway. (laughs) So, uh, even without Tim Hardaway, like, the fact that they've sort of managed to find enough scoring on this Mavs team. um, Josh Green coming in for all that hustle D as well for 10 minutes out of game. But Dorian Finney-Smith stepping up. Max Schickleber, hello. Reggie Bullock remembering how to shoot. Sniper alert. That's been pretty big. But Rudy definitely... Should find his way somewhere in the West so that he can just fucking go hammering tongs on the jazz from here on out, right? But I don't know. It doesn't like Go Bear just like have. I don't know. Like, he's got a big chunk of Sacramento written all over him, but they do have already the Suvlaki King, Damata Sabona. So I can't quite see that happening, but I don't know. There's a couple of weird moves out there where you're like, yeah, Rudy, look. The Jazz is still in that series. It's 3-2. Donnie, look, they're going back home. They might still have a crack bit. Rudy on Dallas does feel like a pretty fucking great idea. <laughs> I'm just saying. And I reckon he would absolutely love taking him to the Jazz from here on out. Matty Owers! Oh, shit. Yeah, actually, I forgot my other pantsing in the night. Well, Matty Owers is talking about it right here. So Matt Owens goes, Adam Silver under the table, payment to JAR to enter the dunk comp next year, surely. Yeah, nah. You've got to. Yeah. Look, as the vice president of common fucking sense for the NBA, pending my acceptance of their surely-to-be six-figure offer, you've just got to go, JAR, seriously, mate, like, how much do you need? Like, what do you want? I get the year of the number two pick. You're making pretty good coin, but we can... We can grease these skids here, mate. I'm just saying. Dunk comp next year. Because the absolute pantsing of the night, 100%, went to the man who got killed. But he got straight killed. like Beasley. Like, you got jumped over by a man. That's just disheartening. So I'm going to take a charge. on jo- oh, I've made a horrible mistake. Bye. <laughs> what a fucking in-game dunk that was. It was sick. Loved it. And Matty Oz is right. Adam Silver 100% has to do an under-the-table under the, pa- t- under the table payment to JAR to get him in that dunk-on because it would be an absolutely fucking electric electric show. Uh, Brad McKegan. he uh, writes in, Finally, a stupid yeah-nah. Should Ben Simmons be sent to Minnesota so then he can be... <laughs> he becomes the boy who cries wolf <laughs> on the wolves. <laughs> yeah-nah. Oh, I'd actually, look, I think uh, Simmons next to Ant-Man and next to Cat would be hilarious. Carl uh, anthony Towns and Ben Simmons on the same team would be fucking just gold. Uh, but the problem is, yeah, D-Lo back on the nets would be just horrible because you've already got D-Lo, but with better press, Kyrie Irving. Um, maybe a three-way trade. <laughs> so you get something a little bit better on your wings if you're the nets. But, Yeah. The boy who cried wolf, crying on the wolves, that'd be pretty great. Uh, Also, if the Pelicans selected Jar and not Zion, would they be favorites in the West? Yeah, nah. I don't know. It's one of those tricky ones. You look at the Pelicans team and with Spindles, with CJ, it might be with Jar on that sort of, uh, you know, in the point guard spot sharing the ball handling with CJ. I don't know if they'd be favorites in the West, the Pelicans, but they'd be as good as the Grizzlies, if not better, right? Like if they've still got CJ, if they've still got Spindles, if they've still got Jonas, maybe. But at the same time, they the Grizzlies did ship out Jonas so they could uh, open up the paint a little bit more for Joe. So I don't know. That's a tricky one. The crazy part is the Pelicans are getting nothing from Zion. A number one pick and, like, going hammering songs with the Suns. But, yeah, I don't know if that would be favourites. Hmm. Tricky. Unpopular opinion of the day. Now, look at me, please. Look at me. 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 Uh, I love the petty. I love it. But this KD Barkley thing, like, it just devolves into stupid, dumb old heads. And you saw it on Inside the NBA today. Like, Kenny and Chuck going, I consider you a champion, Chuck. He's like, well, I don't consider myself a champion. I go to the Hall of Fame dinners and I don't get to sit at the big table with the other man. It's like, what What are we talking about? Just because you didn't win a title. Like, KD, yeah. Charles Barkley is like, he's not the bus driver. He's like, no one said that after the fucking Buck series last year. KD just had a crazy fucking year where he, like, lost a bunch of time. Essentially, I love the petty. I love the back and forth. I think that's fucking fantastic. And they're the ones sitting there going, oh, look, there's no room for nuance. There's no room for gray areas. Yeah, because you'll see they're going that Chuck's a champion. he was a champion player. He just didn't win a championship. Yeah, it's true. At the same time, Chuck also is pointing out, look, yeah, he's not quite being the bus driver right now because he's not playing as well as he did last year. That's all well and good. There's always room for nuance if you just fucking explore it. If you dig in deep in the old NBA strayer all the time, we're always about the nuance. We just don't want to pretty it up all nerdy, you know what I'm saying? But I did love KD posting those Buck, uh, the Barkley, Pippin, Elijah on Rockets. That was <laughs> pretty amazing. Uh, that was great. Give me the petty. Finally, our back take house. It's Wednesday at Outback, and you know what that means? Yeah, well, me and the squid had a busy morning. Walked out the front yard with the cricket bats, and as soon as we heard that old, <coughs> bang! And guess what you've got on your menu there? That's right, it's an Aussie tiser: Kookaburra wings, only at Outback. They go great as a flame grill take, and today's flame grill take is very clearly, Ben Simmons sat out that game four of the net series to lend his Sixers lawsuit more credence because he wanted to tell the Sixers, look I couldn't play basketball because I'm a bad back and it's linked to my mental health so he set out all the games for the Nets as well with his mental health and a bad back he's just out there trying to make sure that he gets his 20 million bucks from Philly only at Outback I'm half convinced of this. I do feel like the sitting there, being down... The combination... And so we just talked about nuance, right? I think the combination of like, yeah, I've hurt my back. It's still a bit sore. Uh, We're down 0-3. I'm going to cop a bunch of the blame out of nowhere because I'll be the first player in history to play in (laughs) (laughs) back-to-back series losing games. And if I actually just go seriously, my mental health and my back struggles are linked... And the sixes fucked with me the entire time. It means I might get my money back. Hmm. Really makes you think. <laughs> All right. Uh, no Australian player watch after this, but we'll do a uh, extra bonus Shane Hill shooter shoot reverse and a great moment in NBA Australia stat history. Right after this. This is Nick K, and you're listening to NBA Australia. The Law I'm Healed It is the Shane Heal Shooter's Shoot Shoot Your Shot Light Up Award Ah, it's a bit of a reverse Shane Heal Shooter's Shoot When the shooter is shooting And it's not going in And he just decides to keep on shooting That's fine sometimes Sometimes in a five game series You end up going 22 of 69 from the floor Seven of thirty-eight from three, and you have thirty turnovers. Because sometimes you Trey Young, and you've run in to a bunch of fucking assholes named the Miami Heat. <laughs> Seriously, go back and watch some of the footage of what Kyle Lowry was doing to that poor man Trey Young. It's hard-nosed basketball. That's what the Heat do, and it's very clearly that Trey Young is not built for that right there and right now. So game one, he has eight points, goes one of twelve from the floor cool. Game 2, he has 25 points. Not that bad. 10 of 20 from the floor. 2 of 10 from 3, though. Game 3, he has 24 points. Go goes 6 of 14 from the floor. Gross. Game 4, 9 points. 3 11! Chill, Not on my side. It's my eagle because... Woo! From uh, the floor. <laughs> And then today, the 2 of 12 outing for 11 points. That is not ideal. 22 of 69 for the series. 7 of 38 from downtown. 30 turnovers. More turnovers than made buckets. Got out, fucking shot by Maxi Struis. Trey Young. It's the Shane Hill shooter, shoot, shoot your shot in reverse. He just looked out of sorts. He got bashed. He got beaten. And no one on that Hawks team I found... Really helped him out. His coach really kind of left him on a bit of an island sometimes. But geez, they needed someone tougher just to come and go, would you fuck off? They just got out toughed by the Heat. And Trey Young was uh, one of the culprits. All right, let's do a great moment in NBA Australia Stat History now, because why not? Great moments in NBA Australia Stat History. All right. Aaron Bangers Baines, that's right, his first ever playoff game. That's right, the Mariba Man Mountain himself, he went perfect from the floor. Unbelievable. When he played against the Bucks a little while ago. But his first ever NBA game, despite being a cement truck disguised as an NBA player, Bangers pulled him up for the Spurs. They flogged the cursed Kobe Nash Howard Lakers. In the 2013 first round, uh, Harden the Mymite, Tall Kane and his VLSS Walkershaw Commodore flogging it up and down the uh, Esplanade on the Goldie on a Friday night. Tall Kane loves doing that. But look, the Bangers only played 41 seconds, but what a 41 seconds they were in that game. Because Baines Mountain laid about 40 picks in that stretch. He towed that bodgy spud Dwight Howard like he was Liesel Jones in the Beijing backstroke back in 08. And of course, the only time House of Baines bothered the blokes at the scorers table was when he called, was called for an Obviously bullshit anti-Australian foul. But then Bangers wasn't put on this earth to light it up on offense, no. He was crafted by the hand of God himself, Gary Ablett Sr., to lay more wood than a Coonabarabran Baron chippy. And Deck Drongo silly enough to run into one of his patented brick wall picks. Because as we all know, this intro to the NBA Plus would, the very next year, culminate in Bangers leading the Spurs to the 2014 NBA title. So even though, at the time that this was written basically five years ago on the Detroit Basketball Pistons he went in front 8-8 against the Bucks back in 2013 he played 41 seconds, made his playoff debut and at the time of writing uh, this one he had the haircut the same as a Surrey Hills barista who scoffed when I ordered a long Mac and I would be like alright there top not settle down bangers that was the start of an NBA strayer playoff legend there we go on you bangers Alright, let's do a Patty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check in. Alright, this one is a Jinglin' Joe Ingles Instagram story where uh, he's out there, eight weeks post surgery, on his knee, shooting! Jingles! He looks, uh, he took one shot and then fucked off, but uh, <laughs> he looks great. Eight weeks post surgery, good and bad days, but feeling great. Cannot wait to be back out there again. And uh, then, as a bit of an aside, it says Scotty Brooks can't defend, so uh, he shot over Scotty Brooks. Enjoy that. <laughs> What's Scotty Brooks doing up there? Great there. Uh, great stuff uh, from Jingles. Looking good in that Portland, uh, in the Portland jersey. Looking great. Looking awesome. Enjoying it. But talk about inspired. I saw that pop up. I'm like, let's fucking go. Jingles actually out there shooting a basketball. Hook this to my fucking veins. All right, let's do some game previews for tomorrow. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's it looking after the squid? Oh, yeah, he's all right. He and I had a great day. He just fucking, He's at the great age where all he does is just go, oh, yeah, cool, i got my toys. I'm just going to play for three hours. And you're like, sick. I'm going to watch this basketball game. I <laughs> oh, love it. All right, we went 1-3 on the picks today. Uh, bit of a tough one. So... That takes us to eighteen and thirty-seven. Back under five hundred. Um, we did pick the winners for Grizzlies and Heat, but the uh, Hawks and the Wolves both both covered, uh, and then so did the Suns. So the uh, home teams all winning. We picked that. We just the lines are a bit too big, so a bit of a rough one. What can you do though? So eighteen and thirty-seven so far for the playoffs. Tomorrow we've got two game fives, two elimination games. Home teams both out there to. Uh, Advance. Millie hosting Chicago. Game five in Wisconsin. Millie Is it Algonquin for the Goodland? It will be. Will they cover the 11.5 point spread? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say Chicago Bulls put up a little bit of fight, make it a bit tight, and lose, but not by more than 12 points. So give me the plus 11.5 for Chicago and uh, Milwaukee advance though and I just think the Bucks look without Adam Zaki Cakes Zaki Cakes Adam Levine I just think Chicago you'll have Vooch you'll have DeMar they'll make a game of it but they're just missing too many horses Lonzo Levine Caruso was still feeling the uh, re- the concussion symptoms so who knows if he's go. the Bulls they'll make a fist of it but they'll lose So there you go. Bucks to win, Chicago to cover. And then the second game, we have Golden State hosting Denver. The Warriors up 3-1. Basically could have won in four. I think they win in five. Uh, They're favorited by nine and a half points, though. Seems like a lot. I'm just saying. Because, I mean, you think about the games that they've already played. Uh, Some of these have been, like, super, super tight. I also think... That comes to an end, and I think the Warriors uh, just give the older uh, Nuggets a bit of a belting tomorrow, and they cover that 9.5 pretty handily because I just can't quite see the Nuggets having gotten their, ones, their one actual win there by five points. The Warriors won game three, won, 18, won 13, but they did win those first two games by... Pretty handy margins at home. So 20 in game two, 16 in game one. I think the Warriors can do that again in game five. So give me the minus nine and a half. The Warriors, Steph is on one. The Nuggets have no one to cover him. They've got no one to cover Paul. They've got no one really to cover Clay. And on the other end, Joker can punish them, but the rest of the Nuggets, it took just fucking incredible games from the rest of the Nugs finally in game four, including an insane like sort of stay ahead ceiling three from Wilder Thrill Barton. To hold on, and win game for, I think the Warriors roll here. So give me the Warriors minus nine and a half, and there we go. Two fun games, cannot wait. All right, that'll be it. So I'll wrap all those up for you tomorrow. Can't wait. Good times, great memories. Two games. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face the IG, all over the socials. You know that. Check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. NFL draft coming up. Uh, World Wrestling Australia with Adam. Go check that out on YouTube or follow FWCIE on Twitter for all of his gear. NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. And then we've got a, uh, you know, whatever podcast app you use, just give us a rating and review, would you? Come on. I Don't ask for much. Seriously. It's a one-man show over here. I'm not bogey. I don't have assistance. So I don't have a budget. <laughs> uh, go check out Knowable. Download that from your app store. Bang of the code Australia get 20% off, and big thanks always go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Uh, also big thanks to Joshua De La Renta's Fascinator, Goldmines, ramshackle Army Iowa, Sex I Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Have you follow your bands, listen to your tunes, do so with uh, those bands. NBA Australia, Sports Australia bands, so should you. And that'll be it for today, because I've got to go uh, back and look after the squid. Just got to go do it, because it's uh, Wednesdays. That's what we do. <laughs> so we'll have, uh, I reckon, a, a bit of a Kiwi corner and a uh, Diary of Stephen Adams for you tomorrow just to make up for it. All right. We'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves and let you